You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. So we expect that uh, that's the way it's going to be, Gordon. We hope that that's the way it's going to be. And hopefully more positive stuff. Nowhere to go but up for the Jets. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Uh, Back to the phones. L is in Jersey. L, you are next on 98.7. Yeah, what's up, fellas? What's up, L? What's what's going on, man? Hey, listen, first and foremost, shout out to Raider Nation. Listen, those are my boys, and I'm always going to wear those colors on my sleeve, man. But love you guys. Love the show. And, um, you know, you you guys touch – I was going to say a point about the Jets and – you know, I agree with what's been said about, hey, run that ball 60 times. I mean, you've got two stellar running backs in the backfield. You know, I mean, with the Giants, hey, I, I mean, it, it, you know, listen, a win is a win, right? A lot of people are saying, no, you should blow the Cardinals out. Hey, a win is a win. You win by one, you win by 100, doesn't matter. But I want to go back to the point you guys are talking about, Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And as much as it, as much as it pains me as a Raider fan, saying this, right? Mm-hmm. He retires at the end of the season, regardless of situation. The dude's a Hall of Famer. He's getting a gold jacket. I mean, this guy has put up numbers. Has put up, I mean, two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. He lost one. Yada yada yada. Now. But what I do want to say, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hang up because I want to hear your comment. I believe, now this is a Raider fan born in Jersey, mm-hmm. the greatest passer of all time is Dan Marino. You put Dan Marino in today's NFL in his prime, we're not talking 4,000 yards like Kirk Cousins. We're talking 7,000 yards. You guys tell me what you think. Holla, one love, guys. All right, Al. Thanks for the phone call. Gordon? Tamarino would be unbelievable right now. <laughs> well, all would you be need to unbelievable. know, he, unbelievable. He, yeah, he he set the the record back in the day uh, in '84, uh, 46 touchdowns. <sighs> or excuse me, 48 touchdowns. The previous record was 36. So if you were to extrapolate that out, if you were to mm. break the record now, like he broke the record then, you would have to throw for 70 touchdowns. This is unbelievable. So somebody had asked him recently, like, what do you think you would be able to do now if you played now? And he said uh, it would be fun to throw for 6,000 yards in a season. And people, of course, online, because they're online, were, oh, that's ridiculous. Nobody's throwing for this. The only people who would argue that are people who did not live through Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Like, if you saw him play, and, and just you just go look at the throws that he would make. And his release was so quick, Gordon. Oh, the release was gone. Yep. It's gone. Yep. Ugh, so good. Listen, Jet fans know how good he was. <laughs> you have to tell them. Right. You have to tell them. It's, it's funny, though. I, I didn't think I'd live to see the day where I would, I, I'm the old guy where, yeah. you know, oh, you, yeah. you, you just you didn't see it, so you don't understand. Mm-hmm. But anybody who does not think that he would throw for 6,000 yards in, in this, when you used to be able to mug the guys. Yeah. I mean, think about think about this, it, and it's similar. If to, to try to make an analogy, think about how fouls are called in the NBA now, mm-hmm. as opposed to when they were in the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Okay, that's how that's what the, in the nineties how you treated players is what football players were were able to do. Gordon, we we talked about it before. You want to know how receivers were handled? Go to YouTube, put in Jack Tatum. Right, Gordon, we talked about yep, it a couple of yep, weeks ago. Yep, yep. Put in Jack Tatum. If you if you Google Jack Tatum, the first thing that comes up is hit. <laughs> <laughs> the first suggestion is Jack Tatum hit. That's how receivers were treated. You could you could do whatever you wanted to to a receiver. This you can't touch him after five. Give me a break. Oh. <laughs> give me a break. You can't touch him after five yards. Stop yourself. Oh, give me a stop it. It was just it's totally and look. I think world. I think that the athletes themselves are more talented now in yes. terms of the individual abilities because they're bigger, they're stronger, they're training all the time. Mm-hmm. But in terms of ability back then, Marino oh. was so far ahead of it was great uh, in terms of throwing the football. Oh, so good, he didn't have to scramble. <laughs> he wasn't, no, he, he was not going to scramble. He didn't have to. No, quick release. You to. weren't getting right. to him anyway. Yep, can't stop a perfect pass. That's what he no, was really saying. Can't. That's right. He threw a couple in his time. He did. He wasn't bad. I'll say this. Gordon, you could do a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, Larry, since he left, I have. Cleo Lemon and oh, yeah. Gus Ferrat. Yeah, you've had some struggles. Oh, Joey Harrington and Dante Culpepper and oh, Dante Culpepper. Jay Fiedler. And, Listen, Fiedler, uh, Culpepper was good in Minnesota. Yeah, he was great when he had Randy Moss. You go down there. I'm going to throw it as far as I can. You catch it. Okay, sounds like a plan. Uh-huh. I saw Jay Fiedler was do- Jay Fiedler was on uh, TV last night in the Jets. Um, CBS does the Jets Jets late Jets uh-huh. late night on oh, Sunday I didn't night. See that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jay Fiedler was on there too. Well, look, Jay Fiedler was a lot better than a lot of those other. Oh, guys it's not question. There he that. was pretty good. Yeah, he was, he was pretty good. good. As a matter of fact, I did. I think that was Gordon. That might have been my first year doing sideline with the Jets. They lost all their quarterbacks. They lost Jay Fiedler and they brought in Quincy. Quincy Carter from from right, Dallas from Cowboys, yeah, yeah. They had like they, they they went through like four, three or four quarterbacks in one year. That's my first. I think it was my first year doing sidelines. They were preparing you. Oh god, they were preparing you, Larry. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's not gonna be like this every year. Huh? No, no, of course not. No, no. Dennis is in Jersey. What's up, Dennis? Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Listen, Larry, I haven't talked to you in a while. I've been laying low for a while, and I, I just. Now I have to get to that point where I got to talk to, I got to let it out. Okay, Dennis. Um, you know, I was on the wagon with the whole Rogers. How could you not be? You know, again, I fed into it. The off season was awesome, but of course, I was there when I was at the game when Vinny's Achilles went, and I was at the game last Monday night when Rogers' Achilles went. Oh, you're the okay, reason. So the <laughs> you're the it's on you. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you this though, Larry. Uh huh. I got to be honest with you. The team has way too much talent to do what they did like they did last year. And it's going to be a shame just to waste them for another year because they're just really stubborn with this quarterback situation. And unfortunately, Aaron Rodgers right now, as much as he was a great guy in the locker room and around the team, you couldn't expect it anything better. He's actually hurting us right now. Because I'm going to tell you why. Because Nathaniel Hackett was his guy. Mm-hmm. They didn't bring Nathaniel Hackett in here to develop Zach Wilson. Right. They brought him in here to be – he was on the list. He was on the laundry list of mm-hmm. Randall Cobb, another wasted body on that roster right now. 
I'd rather see some of these younger receivers out there than Randall Cobb right now, okay? And these were the laundry list. And don't get me wrong. This is what they had to do to get him to come here because they felt the team was ready to make big moves. But here's the thing, Larry, at the end of the day, um, and we were there for 99, Larry. We were there mm-hmm. for I was there for 99. Parcells mm-hmm. hung on to Rick Meyer way too long yeah. before he made the switch to Ray Lucas, yeah. and they missed the playoffs by one game. Yep. Okay. Now, at the end of the day, Larry, I'm going to say this. Does this feel to you very much Mangini-like that if they don't make the playoffs, mm. Sal is out? Would you say it? You know, Dennis, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I would say it. The I play- think so. They don't make the playoffs? I think so. I think so, Gordon. See, I think they can miss the playoffs, but they know. can't have a spiral out. Of- it can't be a five-win season. Because, see, here's the reason. Uh, the reason why I say that is – I think it spirals out of the control because they don't make the playoffs. I think when it gets down to those last couple of games in December, Gordon, if they don't make a move, it's going to be real bad. I really do. I think that way. I mean, if you're a player that was on this team last year, Gordon, you're looking at that game yesterday and you're like, oh, no. I've lived through this already. From a mental standpoint, you're like, and, and, and Gordon, <laughs> Mike White is not walking through that door. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. I, I was thinking about that today. It, 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 would the Jets be better off right now with Mike White than Zach Wilson? <sighs> now, I don't think it would have mattered either. It yesterday. wouldn't have mattered last night. No, but would it they get an extra win or two because they had Mike White? Maybe. Maybe. Because, because, but, but once again, here's the thing, Gordon, and we've said it. They need more offensive line people. I don't know. I don't know that the way that offense. You go back and you talked about it. Look at how they were with the Buffalo game. He was running for for three of the. He ran for all four snaps. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he was running for all four snaps. Yeah, and I mean, Robert Sal is going to be the one that pays the price for that. But yes. that's not that's not on him. That's on the that's on the GM again. The GM just skates all blame here. He does. He, well, I don't know that he'll skate all blame, but I'm saying in this scenario, uh, because what does it say, Gordon? All right, let me ask you this. It means that for for the for all these years that Sal has been here, he's never had a winning record. Can nope. you bring him back for a fourth year? I, I do think that this year the expectations changed the moment Rodgers went down. For a so, Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl's Super Bowl. out, deep playoff right. runs out. Uh, to me, you have to be playing meaningful games in December. If you can get to um, the, the, the Falcons and the Texans and the Dollars, if you can win your seven or eight games and you're still kind of in the mix, it doesn't spiral out of control. I think that they will give him another chance. But that's very easy for me to say through two weeks. Granted, granted if we get to one and five. Okay. It's done. Granted, they played a Dallas Cowboys team that is one, two in the East in the mm-hmm. NFC. Mm-hmm. One, two, three, wherever you want to put them. One, two, three right. in the East. Okay. But Gordon, are they scoring 17, 20 points a game with that offense? Are they scoring 20, 24 points a game with that offense? Gordon, for you to win games, you got to score. You got to be able to score points. 
even if my defense goes, even if my defense gives me a close, a close performance to what they did week one against Buffalo. Okay. Well, they were pretty good. Okay. Yes, I know Josh Allen was the, was their best was probably the best defender on their team, all right, because of the turnovers. But for the most part, they held him at bay. Stephon Diggs didn't have the Stephon Diggs didn't have the game that CD Lamb had. Okay, they kept him under control. All right. So if my defense gives me a similar performance, let's say my defense gives up an average Gordon of of twenty points a game, is my offense scoring more than twenty points a game? That's about the top end. That's about the most you can hope for is 20 points a game. Okay. And and here, and guess what? I'm not getting 20 points a game against Kansas City or Philly. I know that. Gordon, I'm <laughs> going to have a shootout. More than 20. You know, right? Yeah. I'm going to have – and if my defense is struggling, I'm going to have a hard time. I know I'm not putting up 20 points against no, Miami, no, if, who's going to be flying is, up and down the field. If the defense is not elite, well, then what are you keeping – what are you keeping him here for? Exactly. That's, what That's I mean, he, you've taken the offense off his plate. I'm willing to give him a pass because the quarterback got hurt and you outsourced the the, the, the offense to the quarterback. Yep. But if the defense is not going to be top two, top three in the league, well, what, what's his value here? You know? um, and, and, and I'll I don't say know. this. I don't know that it's going to spiral out of control. The fact right? that after this law, after all week talking about how the, oh, we love Zach and Zach, 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 mm-hmm. Zach. You get through a game and Sauce is deleting his Insta, his, his Twitter, and, mm-hmm. and Brees Hall's tweeting about that's through two weeks. Yeah. One of which you won. Yeah. Because, Gordon, you've lived, you've seen what it's like. You've seen this movie before. You've lived this movie, okay? And then you're thinking, hey, they brought in, they brought in a new, they brought in a new lead. This is going to be a better movie. Mm-hmm. Look at the lead they this brought in. Be veteran bl- actor. This is going to be a box office bonanza. Oh, multi-award winning actor. Yep. It turned and out now, to be Ishtar. Exactly. And now the stand, the, the lead is now the stand-in. And the stand-in has now become the lead again. Oh, You're like, oh, no. And then, once again, you go out and you see what happens yesterday. And once again, all of it was not on him. All of it's no, not on Zach Wilson. Of he's he's a secondary that. part of it. All of it's not on him. Right. But to the players in the locker room, damn, here we go again. That's hard to do, Gordon. I'm just saying. They got to get some wins, man. That's the only thing that helps this out. That's the only thing that helps this out. And that's why what I think, <laughs> if I'm Robert Sala, let me tell you this. I'm calling Woody. Coach, we need a quarterback in here. By week six, by that bye week, we need yeah. a quarterback in here. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Gordon, I can't have my team led by Zach Wilson and Tim Boyle. Because, <laughs> God mean, forbid, could, something could, happens to Wilson. Right. I mean, it's not – given then how what the am offensive I doing? line looks, it's not, it's not exactly like you got to be Stephen King to draw that up in terms of imagination. I mean, what am I doing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he could be running and get, get – Ankle, you know, ankle, just running. It doesn't have to be on the offensive line. I need, I need a veteran quarterback in here who knows what to do. And Gordon, once again, they were supposed to do that. They didn't. You knew that you were going after Aaron Rodgers, Gordon. You knew the number one thing in getting Aaron Rodgers was how are we going to protect him. You needed to have gone out and too late now. I know it's revisionist history. 
But you needed to have gone well, out we were and made it sure. At the time too, though, it's not revisionist Absolutely. history if you're saying it in the moment. You know. Yeah, you saying. needed to have gone out and yep. and gotten the uh, the best offensive line you could get, whatever it took. And they didn't do it, and the worst thing happened. And then the failsafe is okay. We can't get the offensive line. Let's go out and get out a veteran quarterback. Hey, <laughs> you didn't do that either. And now where are you? Struggling. You better win Sunday. Better win Sunday, Gordon. Oh, I mean, Belichick oh. is just licking his chops. Oh, right he now. can't wait. Oh, he is. He, just... he might be. He might be in the parking lot right now. I'm, I'm going to show up there. <laughs> he, he might be standing there looking at me. He's not worried. He's he's not worried, Gordon. He could show up. He could show up early Sunday morning. He's good. He's good. He knows what to do. He's seen it all before. He's seen it all before. And he needs a win. And that's bad the, as the thing. Jet situation is. They're one and one. Yeah, Patriots zero two. He's got no wins, none. You imagine him being zero and three. See, I don't think he's ever been zero and three. I don't win, think he's. Right? Ever, I don't think he even knows what that is. Zero <laughs> and three. What does this mean? Oh, I would love to see it though. I gotta tell you, Gordon. Gordon, oh. I would love to see it, and I would love to be in that. Post game press conference. <laughs> oh, 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 and it would be 0 3 to the Jets. Gordon, oh, I would love to be in there and see that. Because there's it. pressure on him this year Lots. in New England. And people are not happy. Those fans, you think you have, oh, it's the great Belichick and he's going to break the record for wins and all this type of stuff. It's amazing what a couple of mediocre years do. Listen, as spoiled as some of us think Yankee fans are. Yeah. You imagine how spoiled Patriots fans are right now? Mm-hmm. How they've been? I mean, they've owned the sport for decades. Mm-hmm. They've owned the sport, Gordon. And now they're struggling like everybody else. It's a great thing to see. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Belichick has been 0-3 before in New England. His first year, they went 5-11. They started the season 0-4. Wow. And they finished in last place in the uh, AFC East this that year. The, the mm-hmm. following year, they went 11-5 and won the Super Bowl. Wow. Quick turn. turns things around. Yeah, they won three Super Bowls in four years. Yeah. Changed the quarterback, huh? <laughs> A quarterback guy. He, he was pretty good. Pretty, yeah, pretty, you know. pretty good. Yeah. That, that jet linebacker shouldn't have tackled him so hard. <sighs> Who knows how things would have turned out. Yeah, right? Might not have been like this. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Might not have been. Chris is in Yorktown. What's up, Chris? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, Chris. How you doing? So I got two points I want to make on the Jets. I don't know if you guys talked about this. I just turned you on, but hey, I don't even think if Rodgers is under center yesterday, they win that game. And B, if we had a good offensive line, is it going to make a difference for Zach Wilson? Couldn't hurt. <laughs> I think it'll just give him more time to throw the ball for the other team. Well, what you would hope, Chris, and thanks for the phone call, is that with a better offensive line, it would help your run game somewhat. And then with your run game being better, Gordon, it allows you to do some more things. It allows you to do some play action. It allows you to roll out. It allows you to be able to to take some shots and maybe do more plays like you saw with Garrett Wilson. Or, Gordon, it just allows you to to throw short and let guys, you know, take it the distance. So 
Um, you know, the offensive line, and listen, we know sometimes the offensive line gets a lot of bad credit because sometimes quarterbacks hold on to the football too long. And, Corey, can you think, I, I think the last, there was a stat, and I saw it somewhere, I can't think of where it was, that Justin Fields and Zach Wilson are like the two, two of the guys who hold the ball the longest quarterbacks in mm-hmm. the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they're both over three seconds. Gordon, maybe maybe we in radio understand how long three seconds is. Right. When you have a second of dead air, it sounds like it feels like five minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just think about this. Gordon, I'm a quarterback and I'm sitting holding the ball for three seconds. That's a long time. Three seconds is forever as a quarterback. So sometimes you got to get rid of the football. And, you know, Gordon, it's very simple. Make a decision. If this is where you're supposed to go, if he's not open and the second read's not open, get rid of it, Gordon, because it's too long. You don't have time to sit there for a third and fourth read. You don't have time. You got to move around. You got to do something. Get rid of it. Do something else. Yeah, I'm not telling you that if they had a great offensive line or the best offensive line that all of a sudden Zach Wilson would be great or good or passable or anything, but I know with a bad offensive line or, or one that has as many problems as the Jets have had so far, it's it's unworkable when you have Zach Wilson as the quarterback. It's a bad yeah. combination. You have to Very be bad. able to to protect him when he has to throw but also be able to to run the ball. And, and I, I don't understand, Larry. I mm-hmm. get they didn't have the ball a lot. Yeah. But gotta run the ball. You still gotta run the ball. I don't care if you're down eight points. I don't care if you're down ten points. You you still have to that's your that is your only path to victory. Zach Wilson is not saving you with his arm. Nope. He's not. He's not doing it. Tommy's in Connecticut. Hey Tommy, you're next on ninety eight seven. Speaking of three seconds, look, can anybody check on Danny from Long Island after uh TJ Watt um return that fumble for a touchdown? <laughs> Because that uh, <laughs> stops for three seconds. And he's good right now. So I, I hope so. Yeah, he's uh, good right now. But you, you guys were just talking about it with the, uh, you know, the release times and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Gordon will understand this, you know, full, wholeheartedly. Whatever Mike Daniel is doing with Tua getting the ball out like immediately, th- that's what Zach Wilson needs to do. I mean. I watched the Dolphins. It, it's incredible. It, it's 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 like a machine gun offense. It's just it, you know just rapid fire. All right, bang 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 bang. And then you got Zach Wilson. You got running around like a lunatic behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean Tua. He has his issues. Uh, he doesn't have the strongest arm. He certainly doesn't have the arm of, of Zach Wilson, but. He he's very accurate with the the football to keep him safe too. Yeah, and they and they have they know that if he gets hit a lot, he's he's not going to withstand it. Um, That's so they have had to when McDaniel, and and that's the thing when he came on as the head coach, that you knew the deal, right? You were Mm -hmm. sticking with this quarterback, and we're going to make all right. So how do we make how do we do that? And they've tried to improve their offensive line. Their offensive line is not great, but they realize all right with the speed that we have, we have to be able to get the ball out quickly and, and get those big chunk plays. So. I think it's different for the Jets. They they don't they don't have that ability to kind of run and gun it and pass it that quickly. They should be look they should almost be looking to pass it half as many times as they passed it yesterday. Mm-hmm. You're right. And it should You're be right. flipped. You know, whatever it was yesterday, flip it and, and yes. make the runs the the more important part of the of the playbook and and the passes few and far between. 
whatever you have to do to get that running game going, extra blocker, extra lineman, extra tight end, whatever you have to do, go ahead and do it. And here's the thing. If that doesn't work, right, because it's possible it doesn't work, mm-hmm. well, then there's nothing, you, there's nothing that's going to work. Then what you have to do is line them up and throw it, and throw it to them. You don't have to hand the ball off. Go ahead and put them in the slot. Yeah, I, I, look, if you, if you run the ball 35, 40 times a game and, and it's still not working. There's nothing else you can do. Th- there's nothing else you can do. Then, then it's an unwinnable situation. At least what you've done is at least you've given your offense a little bit of a break. It hasn't been three and out totally. Right. At least you've given – at you least they're not the, on the field. You've got an extra couple of seconds. Yeah, at least they're not on the field 45 minutes. Right. <laughs> More of your calls next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. We're going to be talked a lot about the Jets tonight and the Giants. We, there's a, a couple of other things that we mentioned in our rundown that we have to chat about. And, and it was interesting uh, to hear this Craig Council movement, right, baseball-wise mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and listen, I mean, no disrespect to Craig Council and his ability to manage and no baseball. But, Gordon, I, I'm really not – I'm really not and, – and I understand that Buck Showalter was – see, what I liked about Showalter, Gordon, was I expected that he would be the guy that would be able to, to you know, merge both. Mm-hmm. The analytics, the numbers, how you use them, what you see from them, but also a guy who's got the cachet because of his experience of not being, you know, being allowed to use his eyes being allowed to use what he sees, his baseball knowledge, the things that he's experienced, to work well, to meld them together, to be like a really good manager. It worked well last year. It did not work well this year. And I just think I'm just a little concerned, being, you know, I'm kind of an old-school baseball guy, that with the younger managers, it's going to be just so far numbers that you kind of lose that, that human element. You kind of lose that, you know, that ability to say, okay, I know what I'm seeing, but the numbers are telling me what I have. And, and so I'm just going with the numbers. And so, you know, I get that, you know, the analytics are part of the game. I get that the Mets are an analytical team. I know the Yankees are an analytical team. And I know much of baseball are, is full of analytical teams. But, it, and, and I'll use the analogy I always use because that's the best thing I think it explains my, my opinion and, my, and my, my feeling on it. I know that the triangle offense in the NBA worked wonders for Phil Jackson. But Gordon, that was in the 90s. There is a new triangle offense that people use, okay? And I want to make sure that if I'm bringing in a manager and a front office that's going to be using numbers, I want them to use the numbers the same way that people that win use the numbers. Not the way that people lose or not the way that people think they should or not the way that teams that don't have success. Sports is a copycat league. I don't care whether it's baseball, basketball, football, hockey, whatever it is. It's a copycat league. I want you to copy the people that win. I don't want you to copy the people that kind of win or sometimes win. I want you to copy Atlanta. If I'm the Mets, I want you to copy Tampa. If I'm the Yankees, that's what I want. And I'm just concerned that council is not going to do that for me. 
Well, I, I think the fact that you've already hired David Stearns is a sign that uh, the Mets might end up next year being the more analytically driven organization than the Yankees. Uh, I don't know what is going to change with the Yankees, if anything, but you would think if anything changes, it might be a little bit of pushback on the number-driven decision-making right. uh, after this year. Uh, Stearns was known for data-driven decisions in Milwaukee. That's how, that's how you, you remain competitive in Milwaukee is by um, you're not going to have a huge payroll there. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this is the guy that the Mets have searched out, I, I would think that while they're going to spend a lot of money, it's right. still going to be data-driven decisions. And if that's what the front office wants, then you're going to put a manager in place that's going to make those decisions. based. It's not going to be doing it based on his gut. Yeah, I get that, Gordon. And once again, I don't want I don't want just gut. I mean, I, I want him to use the numbers. I, mm-hmm. I want him to do that because that's what's successful now. All I'm saying is, once again, there's no disrespect. But, Gordon, I don't see World Series banners up in Milwaukee. All right? I, you know, so, so I mean, I, I know they went with Stearns. I get it. They feel he's the right guy. They've, they've interviewed him. I have faith in my owner. Okay? I have faith in my owner. But I'm just saying, going forward with the man, and I know that Buck hasn't won any championships either. But Gordon, I just feel that the, the new these a lot of these guys haven't been successful. I want a guy, Gordon. I'm in New York. I want a guy that that's got some experience that knows how to win. I'm not. I'm tired of this being a training ground with the new managers. Well, Council's managed. I mean, he's got a yeah, long history. I know about him, but I'm just making, I'm making yeah. a general a general statement. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had um, a bunch of new guys, and you know, I sometimes I want, you know, I've had the veteran guy, and listen. Right now, I'm not looking good. My veteran guy didn't look good this year. Okay, I have to eat that. I wanted Buck. I thought he would be good. Like I said, he was good last year, not good this year. Yep. And so, you know, I'm struggling. So I guess I, I'm. I have to yield to my skipper, uh, to my owner rather, and Steve Cohen, that he's going to know what's best to do. But I'm just saying, Gordon, I, I I'm a little concerned here. I could see Buck getting another chance because next year is his final year, and yes. I don't know how quickly the Mets are going to move on things. This is a, a long-term move, bringing in David Stearns. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're going to go out and just start spending money. I don't, I don't think that that's his uh, his way of operating. Right. So um, I could see Buck getting another year here, and it seems like Council wants to maybe take a year off from managing, and then out goes Buck, in comes yeah. Council, Stearns mm-hmm. has got his guy, Yeah. and away you go. Yeah. But I think the interesting thing was because in the rundown we talked about because I was reading the Musnick article about you know here we go another numbers crunching guy and it's like well it's successful I, I, I hate yeah. to break I know Phil doesn't like it but uh, you know like how do we think the Rays are competitive every single year yeah they do a great job with they it. do a great job why do you think the Dodgers win the the, the NL West every single year because they do a great job with it yeah. the frustrating thing here is that the local teams more so Yankees than Mets but Mets mm-hmm. are catching up. Yeah. Have not done a great job with it. No, so, you, so when you look at it every day, Gordon, you're saying, "Well, you, this is not going to work," right. <laughs> you, 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 because we're being very tunnel visioned. Okay, we're looking at this like, you know, this. Oh, what are we doing? What, 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 what numbers say that you should bat? Uh, you know, what numbers tell you to, to keep Stanton? What numbers told you to get him in the first place? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, so you you look at moves and you look at how things don't work, and that becomes your reality. It's not. It's 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 skewed. But it's your reality because that's what you see every day. Well, look, when you hire somebody like David Stearns and you're paying, what is it, $10 million a season? Oh, boy. You, you're, you're turning over the organization and you're saying, 
whatever you think is good, that's what he, we're doing. He better and, win. And the, and the reason why he got to where he is 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 through analytics and, and, and making smart decisions and, and, and based on data. Uh, now, you'd like to see there be a balance. And now, because he has the payroll of um, uh, Steve Cohen, uh-huh. he can afford to, to kind of expand his his vision for what a team should look like as opposed to being in Milwaukee. But I think it's still going to be largely... Uh, Steve Cohen says he doesn't want to spend what he's been spending. Yeah. But he's wanted to win. And so now this is why he's gotten this guy. He's going to make smarter decisions overall. And we'll have to see how it turns out. He better win. That's all I care about, Gord. Mm-hmm. All I care about is winning, finding a way to build this, this minor league system and put a winning team on the field. I cannot go through a season like I went through this year again. Where you're thinking, you know what, this team's going. You're coming off a hundred and one win season, Gordon. And and listen, you know, it's 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 different. <laughs> you know, Mets fans don't get that that opportunity to, to be in the position where you have a chance to get some extra, you know, some deep playoff runs. We haven't had that a lot. So when you're expected to have it, and you don't get it, it's 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 crazy. It's just really crazy. Well, you win, you win the 101 games, and then you get knocked out. You know, falls apart down the stretch against the Braves, and you don't win the division, and then you get knocked out by the Padres. But then you go, and, and Steve Cohen dips into his wallet some more mm-hmm. and goes and get – and you think, okay, this is what's going to get us over the top. And uh, you did not get close to the top. No, you did not. Gordon, uh, before we take a break, um, did you see the last play, Steelers-Browns? Yeah. That... They, they have they have a segment on MLB <laughs> Network where it's like they play they show you a play and, and did it did it result in an error a scoring yeah. an, an error or did it not and and you you'll be like well that's clearly an error and it didn't get called right pass interference is ridiculous I, I, what gets called as pass interference now and how that would not get called as pass <laughs> the guy's hands were all over him he had both shoulder pads <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> both shoulder pads. Oh, man. It's unbelievable. See, that's the issue because penalties depend on the crew, and it shouldn't be that way. Either it's a penalty or it isn't. It depends on the crew that calls it. It's scary. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN.